Welcome back to Fluxtapose, episode 178. In today's show, we have some IRL, a discussion on our gaming lives after Parenthood, get caught up on What You Playing, featuring Shadowrun and Samus. Finally, we're going to close out the show with the community grab bag and that sweet, sweet, awkward finish. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Jason, and I am joined this week and almost every week by Mr. Lucas Rose. Hey, everybody. Hi, Jason. Hello, sir. And we are happy to have you here on Fluxtapose. You have made the excellent decision to improve your life via podcast. Important news for the docket this week. Netflixation. It's still alive. And as promised, we put it out there, better late than ever, a Twitter poll have you help us decide what would be the net next Netflixation and resounding fashion with 64% of the vote you have spoken and we will be watching Death Note that wacky anime turned Netflix original <laughs> film make sure I watch the right Can't one wait. right because that's never happened before shall yeah we, not the anime shall, shall we see how Netflix describes that how about we sure. do that we have the lovely Netflix dual um, dual descriptions that we always get. A demon's notebook gives a teen the power to kill. He wants revenge on the bad guys, but the law thinks he's one of them. Death Note, coming soon. <laughs> actually, it's already, here. it's already here. So we'll be watching Death Note, and we will actually be doing that, talking about Death Note next week, because that'll be the last episode of the month, and we've had a... <laughs> We've had quite an interesting month, and I can also I can guarantee you, well, hopefully I can guarantee you that this week's episode will have a hundred percent less robot filter on Lucas's on Lucas's yeah. side. <laughs> that was an amalgamation of a whole a bunch of horrible uh, things coming together uh, to create horrible. As I like, as one of your favorite sounds. quotes, I like to pull pull back. I'm on a sinking ship of despair. <laughs> it's true and i was except for the sinking ship and the horrible feeling didn't didn't start until i started editing the podcast we <laughs> yeah, were blissful, that, that, well, blissfully yeah, unaware that, well we had the one hiccup that we we stopped and we fixed during the show but then all of a sudden and i'm like oh you sound fine again but then apparently you sounded like the hiccup the entire time and we had no way of knowing it and that's yeah. the worst thing because even your in your backups were went wacky too so it's like such so like a catch twenty two because like oh we still have the episode but it's gonna be sounding like garbage and <laughs> yeah. I mean it, you do what you do so hey if you suffered through it we appreciate it if you couldn't make it through it I understand totally like, understand yeah, yeah. My, my wife wanted to listen to the it discussion and I as I was listening to it, I was like oh my gosh this is just like there's no way people are listening to this because it's just it's horrible it just hurts the hurts my face even not even just my ears it just hurt my whole face it's true and my lady it's parts true. hurt them all Ooh, hurt them all so let's begin the show as we do almost every week with some irl conversation lucas what's uh yeah what's up on your neck of the woods sir well uh, not a whole lot just uh, a very important thing happened over the weekend my wife and i uh we celebrated our Sixth year anniversary. Holy cow! Six years. Yes, I know My they fly by. Gosh. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, do you know what six year anniversary gift is represented by what? 
what um, materials, I guess. Like you have your paper as your first year. Uh, I have no idea. Because I, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know any of this. Oh, me either. I didn't know either, but oh. uh, Danette looked it up. And weirdly Why enough... Why did I have it, a feeling like diamonds are like a reoccurring year? <laughs> Only for rich people, I think. Blood diamonds. Um, it, it was, I think, wood, iron, and candy or something like that so what the heck do you get that's well i mean besides the obvious gift that's wood i mean what, what else do you oh. yeah i mean i don't i don't see i i don't know i didn't follow that at all but Danette did to a certain degree anyways i, I, I um, built you the shelf it's made of wood yes. it's made of mahogany hmm, rich mahogany i uh, i didn't build her anything out of wood I didn't even get her a real tangible gift, but I'll get to that in a second. So what we ended up doing on our actual anniversary, which was the 17th, is uh, we went to Grey Line Brewing. Brewing. Yes, yes. I have been there once. I have been there once um, myself. Yeah, just north of downtown. It's kind of a smaller place. It is. Um, But you wouldn't. It didn't feel small. I mean, it didn't feel, obviously, like we went to Founders last night, and that place feels huge in comparison. It does. But Especially I think, when there's as few people as there were last night. Then it really, you're like, man, this place is actually really big. Yeah, it was, like, busy at, what, 8 o'clock or something like that. And then come 9, 9.30, everyone just kind of cleared out. I think it was because the open mic night had started. So Yeah. <laughs> There was a band that didn't have drums. That was so weird. Whoa, hello. Kicked my desk. Um, you got so yeah, angry you kicked your desk. I did. I was like, oh, I'm so mad those drums weren't in the show. Yeah, that's that was a weird thing, but hey. Um, yeah, what are you going to do? So anyways, uh, small place, really good. Uh, we started out with their nitro oatmeal stout, which typically I like because it's already like oatmeal stouts are usually smooth anyway, but then you get the nitro mixed in and it's nice and creamy and it's very good. But, uh, that wasn't a great way to start out because out of, out of everything I tasted and I think I had probably 10 tasters altogether in the amount of time we were there. Mm -hmm. That was the worst one. (laughs) Oh gosh. It just didn't have a lot of flavor. It was very watery. Mm. Um, kind of reminded me of Kitzingen a little bit, how they, I don't know. They just don't have a lot of flavor in their beer. Just very one note and kind of not a lot of complexity there. So I was like, oh, no. Did we pick the wrong place <laughs> to I go? Make a horrible... I, God, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you what. I, I'd have to go through my untapped to even tell you what I had there. Because I it's it was, gosh, two, ugh, I don't even remember. It's well over a year since I've been there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't remember either. Um especially after how many tasters I had. Um, so, <laughs> but overall our experience was positive after we got through that, they had a barrel aged, um, beer that was really good. Cause you know me, I like barrel aged stuff. Uh, so we went out and, you know, did that for a while. And, um, we actually gave our gifts the night before just because that was about the only time we would have <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, you did. Oh my God. Please, <laughs> please stop. Um, but yeah, I did. Uh, so it was the only time that we had to ourselves, really. So we figured, you know what, let's just do it the night before. Yeah. Um, and we did it all right. God, we're children. Yeah. Uh, so she got, Danette got me uh, two things. She actually, she got me um, a, 
Michigan wood cutout that holds your bottle caps. I'm sure you've seen it before. Uh, I, I have a picture of it, but let's see if I can bring it up for you. Um, so it holds your bottle caps, but it's like a wooden outline of, of Michigan as well. So once you fill it in, uh, it'll look pretty dang cool. Oh, okay. I can picture. It, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know if I've seen one, but I can just imagine what. Kind of like those similar, like those little coin holder map things, and you just kind of yeah, yeah, exactly, okay. and you just slide it in there. Like, and... Remember when the when the state quarters were new, and that was a thing, and people were collecting those. And <laughs> do I? I still have my collection. What are you talking about? Those things are going to rise in value, Jason. Some year. So, so just stop it. Um. So she got me that, and then she uh she ordered me a shirt uh, from a website called Busted Tees. Here's the. That's the that's oh, what I'm okay. About. okay. So how is the how is the the peninsulas connected? They're not actually. There's oh. it's not connected to anything, so that's why I haven't you hung it yet. Paint. Oh, okay, I gotcha. So you I need to two, two separate pieces, and then yeah, I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna put uh, it into your foam spacing and geographical locations better be realistically accurate to the <laughs> formulations of the peninsulas in this mighty state. I will. I'll I'll use Google Earth to make sure that that's that's done. Um, okay, perfect. I'd expect nothing less. <laughs> so she went to this website called Busted Tees. It's got some pretty. Um, I am familiar with this site. Interesting T-shirts. They're typically like based on some sort of pop culture thing, but it's always like a reference instead of just being like Star Wars T-shirt that says Star Wars on it. It'll be um, you know like Welcome to Tatooine, and it'll look like a a postcard or something like that. Yeah. So they have a lot of cool shirts like that. And there was one that she ordered for me that was a uh, dance magic uh, tour from the labyrinth. Like uh, it's got David Bowie holding a crystal ball and it had like tour dates and all sorts of cool stuff on it. It looked like a, it looked like a really cool shirt and I had said I wanted it. Uh, Cause I think I sent it to you and I was like, I want this shirt. Yeah. Uh, and she ordered it and then a couple of days later, they were like, I guess when they went to ship it or whatever, they were like, oh, yeah, we don't have that size available anymore. So um, <sighs> that stinks. you're going to have to pick a different shirt. Yeah. And I still I don't even have that shirt yet. And I think she oh, did really? that on Saturday. Yeah. So I don't know how long it takes for them to get here. But um, so she ended up picking me out a different shirt. And I like that one, too. Um, it just says like Moss Eisley on it. And it has like a. a stylized picture like almost 70s graphics okay of, of the the cantina that's what i like when they do like when it's not like a direct like on the nose graphic where it's like it takes subtle things about the property and then like mashes it with something else yeah you should have got this i'm actually in my 30s ninja turtle style one. <laughs> Ooh, now this one this one's actually what is this this one's pretty cool I'm, i happen to be on their site right now they have one it's called a pixel of my childhood and it's a t-shirt and it's pixelated versions of like every nintendo console really there's the nes with the zapper a super nes a game boy a game boy color a nintendo 64 a game boy advance a gamecube a 3ds a wii a switch a wii u and a Jesesus the uh, a 2ds and a 3ds so that's that's pretty cool they hit like every single one of them yep. i probably have had two of those in my life unfortunately it's a black <laughs> t-shirt though and that's like my big i was no-no just gonna i was gonna I ask had, you what color yeah, it was. i can't can't do it can't do black t-shirts because it's just i have so many i feel like already and mm-hmm. then uh i don't know 
I, just I feel like a lot of those shirts come in. Like if you can't, that's the one downside of that website is that I feel you, I don't think on most shirts you can pick the color. It's just one color t-shirt. And yeah. Um, and most of them are black, unfortunately. So, um, but yeah, oh, there were a couple of other cool ones on there. I, I loaded my card up with quite a few when I was like, I'm going to buy all because they had them on sale <laughs> like half off at one point. So most of them were only eight dollars. It's like, I'm going to buy big, a bunch of these. And then I was like, Bigfoot uh, hide and seek champion. <laughs> What's uh, I'm going to look up the one you got. Moss Isley. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, what do I call it? Busted teas. Oh, yeah. Cantina established. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. So it looks like it's almost looks like a play on the uh, Corona. At least the font oh, reminds yeah. me of Corona yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, the, the, the font definitely does. Uh, Cantina established like 1977, and it's got the little, um, an ovally style sunset image with, you can see a t- twin sun silhouettes. In the, uh, yes, and they're background. like, uh, it's a navy shirt, I'm told, so... Not Ooh, a black okay. one. I like the, uh, there's one that's called the Cantina Duelists, and it's like a, you can tell it's kind of like a play up on the Hamilton Burr duel, you know, like they're standing back to back with pistols and their top hats, but mm-hmm. it's Greedo and like a era stylized Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So uh, that is hopefully what I will, um be getting in the mail eventually we'll see hopefully it's that's not too, one of those still, man that's too bad the dance magic though isn't your size because that is I a cool know. One. they they actually took the size off surprisingly but they still had it available when she got the email and then we yeah. checked it the next day and she was like oh, okay they did finally take it off must have had some you know, like database error that wasn't showing stock quantities properly or something probably use printful.com or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah then they um, fall apart i mean hey Kevin, Kevin committed to buying 50 shirts, so we're in good Yeah, I got to make shape. a new design. I got to make a new design just for Kevin, and once one is sold, then there will be no more shirts. So he'll have he'll have the most desired shirt. And if I see that thing pop up on eBay, I'm going to be pretty pissed. So I, yeah, you have every right to be. It's going to have a, its own serial number and everything and a certificate of authentication and everything. Uh, it'll be great. So um, what I what I ended up getting her, on the other hand, I was like, I don't know what the hell. I'm bad with anniversary gifts because I don't know if I should go traditional or, you know, and do the wood, iron, candy thing. Or if I should just do something that I think fits her personality and what she's interested in. And so uh, I was I think it was watching Hulu or something in a in a advertisement for uh, the Grand Rapids Symphony came up and Ah. they were doing Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets much like they did the Star Wars thing where they play uh, and they play along to the actual movie or parts of the movie Um, they like show footage yeah Yeah, so uh, I was like alright that's perfect let's do that so we're going to that next weekend or no two weekends from now on the 29th so okay very cool so yeah I will I'm I'm cautiously looking forward to that i i'm kind of a hermit so typically i don't like going outside but uh it does sound fun and the star wars one that we went to at the van andel i think it wasn't the gr symphony i don't think but uh they had a star wars one and that was cool so yeah i think that was i think that was a traveling 
show, wasn't Jet. it? I don't think. It, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't it remember. was. I, I do believe. I do believe. Grab my musicians. I think is what I wanted to say, but they were minstrels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that yeah, that's everything. That's that's the that's the new and notable. Ah, perfect. Well, very good. Very good, sir. Um, for us, it's like man, out of nowhere, like we're at six. We have a six month old practically, which is so crazy, you know. So I went up a size in diapers, and then just like, you know, we practice a few things, but just all of a sudden, it's just like it's crazy with with the babies how like they'll be working at something, and then all of a sudden, like the next day, they're just doing stuff. Um, yeah. So now, Aiden, now Aiden can sit up unassisted for. Um, yeah, I mean, it varies, depends on what he's doing, but I mean, he can he can do it now, and it's just like crazy, because you sit him up in his chair, so now we have a high chair that he sits in when we eat at the dinner, dinner table. Like, that's the one thing he's actually got us to do. We don't eat in the living room anymore. We actually eat at the dinner <laughs> table, you know, because we're, we're trying our best to really limit his um, screen exposure, so for at least the first couple of years, so like, if he's up, we don't have the TV on, uh, we try not to use our phones and all that, so... Um, which has been interesting. So it makes us, you know, be more attentive to him and more involved. And, um, but yeah, it's crazy. He's setting up. So that means he's going to be able to sit in the shopping cart now when we go to the store. And I'm probably going to, like, probably cry or something ridiculous when that happens. You know, it's like, ah. Everything's you know? changing. Yes. And, oh, he, like, he actually plays with toys now. Because before, a lot of time, he just, he'd rather watch the dog or look around the room than have any interest in any of his stuff. Yeah. And as parents, we're always like, Oh, I gotta get this for him. So it's like, no, he already has fifty things he doesn't use. You don't need to get him that too. You know? <laughs> I know um, that feeling. The funny, interesting thing though, I guess we're trying. Um, we'll be doing is called uh, infant-led food weaning. Is basically, and he won't. We won't be ever giving him. We won't give him baby food. Essentially, you just give. He eats. He'll eat whatever we eat. There's just, you know, specific ways you have to cut it and, you know, portion size it. And I think that's similar to what we did, too, because I think our doctor, she, I don't think she called it that, but I think she basically just said, oh, he can eat whatever you guys eat. You just have to, yeah. because like, he, he got his teeth really late, so he could only eat certain things. But Yeah, and then, like, at first, they're probably not even going to eat it. They'll just put it in their mouth, mung on it a little bit, spit it out, but it's just the whole thing of them, you know, discovering that learning how much food they can fit into their mouth at a time, this and mm-hmm. that. So um, he's got a six-month checkup tomorrow we actually go. So I'll get all the all the vitals then, and we'll see. But uh, What about shots like, and stuff? I don't know if he has to have any more or not because um, we've had two rounds of vaccinations already oh, at his four-month mo- four and then whatever was before that. So um, I don't know if, he's on, if he has to get more or not. I'll find out. I feel so bad. <laughs> it's I know tough. Is- it is Isaac tough. has some coming up, and it's like all I can th- uh, here's the worst part. All I can think about is like that scene in Pet Cemetery when he gives when he gives Gage the shot to kill him, you know, and he's the little demon child's back to life, and he like he's just sitting there, and all of a sudden he like injects it with the needle, and he's like, no fair, oh, no. no fair, and then he dies. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't is, watched that in forever. This is how oh messed up my brain is. I associate my child get a vaccination with the zombie child <laughs> being killed. It's uh, how the mind Healthy works. Healthy human behavior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we had um. This is what we do now. We go to street fairs on the weekends because uh, Zealand had their fall fall market or what? No, their fall peddlers market. So you know, same thing. 
street closed down, a bunch of little shops, uh, food vendors. Again, there's like these cool, one shop that p- people had these cool little knit um, stuffed animals they made. Like one was a manatee and they had a T Rex. So I was like, oh, I got to get one for Aiden. It's like, no, it's just going to sit there. Don't do it. <laughs> the Don't dog do will it. Start playing you know? with it. Didn't buy anything, but it was just cool to get out of the house and walk around. And then we went. There's a brewery in Zealand. I feel like it's fairly new. And I'm not sure if I talked about it on here when we went before or not. It's called tri- uh, Triple Root. No, and I don't think so. They've got an awesome, like, they're in this old, I think it used to be an old bank. It's really this really cool old building, but they have um, these two two large sections that they can open up. The typical, you know, like garage window type thing roll open, but then they have a bar. They have, like, it's like planks of, not, not planks of wood, but it'd be like old, it's got to be some type of reclaimed wood, but they have these nice bar tops. Is it and mahogany? Have, it has to be mahogany. <laughs> and they have the stools face out the window so when you sit there it's like you're sitting outside because your view is right there of the street and they have a cool little um patio and every time we've been there it was like right after they open on a saturday and there's like been nobody there but they have really good flatbreads so Ooh. we got like these uh one was like i almost want to say it was like a philly cheesesteak but not no it was like grilled it was like a grilled steak with um some greens and it had um oh gosh what's the type of oil x ex- um reduction um balsamic balsamic reduction on it oh my gosh so good and then we had another one that was like oh some, yeah yeah um, this is a fall style it had carrot like sweet potato summer squash um kale oh they're really good so i recommend if you it, ever get over that way it's really good too bad it doesn't uh, feel like fall outside i know and it's like 90 degrees, <laughs> 90 degrees. Today. it's ridiculous here in michigan and um Really, that's it, yeah. Uh, we got uh, my father-in-law will be in town this weekend, so I'll probably spend some time with them so he can see his grandson. And we got Battle of Beer on the horizon coming up, season yeah, two. Yeah, we do. So I'll, lots of things to look forward to around the Flex Deposed neighborhood. Stay a while and listen. Um, stay a while and listen. Oh. Yes, we do. Good. That, that wasn't good. That wasn't <laughs> neither, good. Was, neither was my Pennywise, sorry. and it never will I, be. Th- that was Yoda. That wasn't Pennywise. <laughs> Yes, we do. <laughs> Ooh, mm, float down here, we do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we, we've got our Sean Capri quota in. We're good. We're good, fellas. Oh, he's good. good, at least. So, in an effort to bring you a more structured... No, it's not to bring you structure. You know, many times as we've done this podcast, we've we've evolved and we've changed. And we, for a while there, we had a good streak. We were going to say, hey, we're going to deliver something more than just the hangouts. And then we stopped because we got lazy. <laughs> but now, <laughs> in an effort to get back on track, we're trying to give you a little more than just our banter and just a random show. So we'll try to keep things a little fresh with you. We'll have like a focused discussion on maybe a specific topic. We'll have those recurring top threes. We hope to have guests on occasionally. And, of course, we have Netflixation. So something a little bit different episode to episode to kind of mix things up. So tonight we have our talking point of this evening will be gaming life after parenthood or gaming life after parenthood. Let's let's break it down using proper grammar and sentence structure. So Why? I don't. Because <laughs> now that I've joined the fold, Lucas has been Lucas has been doing this for two years now pro pro veteran you're yeah uh, i mean i'm just a noob yeah you're a filthy so, casual so i i i don't know after when I, this this idea to hit me when 
shortly after um, Aiden's birth, and we uh, I think it's it's something that uh, you know we know we know many people like that. It's funny because when going through the social media sphere, you know, at first everyone is everyone's gamers, but then it seems like right at the same time, a lot of the same people we knew as just were. We're just dudes now. It's under dads and moms, you know, respectively, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just interesting how things evolve. Like, look at your look at our go to your Facebook newsfeed, for instance. It's like all parent stuff, and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what has happened? So we're all you know getting older, and it's interesting now with these with our generation and stuff because you know our parents weren't gamers or things like that, and so as you as each generation ages, we're gonna have see more technology, more more parents that are adopted into technology more in touch with technology and games and things yeah. like that so it should be interesting how we see family dynamics and things like that um, well gaming as, as a hobby but, is is kind of on its own because it's one of those things that i mean you can i feel like most people end up doing it longer than most other hobbies like i like yeah drawing and and art and whatnot but i would never sit down for three hours and draw Right. Which is right. weird. <laughs> I mean, look what the other hobbies I have. My guitars, I barely touch. I haven't drawn in, I couldn't tell you when. I haven't homebrewed in two years, I think. Like, it's been a long time now. I, I don't know. Besides this, podcasting, you know, like, gaming's the other, like, it's, it's so much it's so easier to do. And it, it it's more of a, you know, it's relaxation versus I'm making actively something engaging. or actively doing yeah. something yeah it's just it's a different type of thing so um for those uninitiated as we're using for this discussion a gamer parent aka the delicate juggle of parenting and gaming or as i like to say do i want to play a game or do i want to sleep yeah <laughs> that's it's true that's that is our that it's is true. our thing for well because both of ours ends up like i i've i know that you've or through you some of the people that we talk through on like Twitter and through our, our little um, ecosphere as it were of podcasting. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know some of the other gamer parents will wake up early to play yes. games. Well, see, that's, or... that's the thing. <laughs> like, that's the thing. That's like, there's two camps that come in that, and you're, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause you either have, you have the people that yeah, you'll, you'll get up a butt crack of dawn and play before the day or your night owls that, stay up afterwards now mm-hmm. i have gone both because there was there's a time there um when aiden was still sleeping when he it was before he's on his schedule now because now it's tough because now he's up like today he woke up about 6 30 which is awesome because he slept in longer than he usually did but i'm not gonna that means i'd have to get up at like four <laughs> that's not happening yeah, for a while there that's for tough. a while there he was sleeping until seven so i was getting up at 5 30 um making breakfast for myself, saving breakfast for the wife. Um, I'd walk the dog, and then I'd, I'd have, like, 30 minutes before work. So, I, A, I didn't have to rush, but I'd have 30 minutes. I was like, oh, I'm going to play. So, I'd, I mean, it was only 30 minutes, but it was still I'd have 30 minutes in the morning, and then that's yeah. what I have. But but I know, like, Kevin, Kevin from PSVG, he gets up early, and he get, he'll have, like, an hour to himself in the mornings. But, I mean, he also has – he's got three daughters, uh, all from Ooh. varying ages. So, I mean, his – time is much more demanded after in the evening so you know if he does get gaming time it's few and far between at that um some other podcasts i used to listen to that i don't anymore did the same thing they'd get up really early and do it for me i think the evenings just work out better but it's still it it's it's still it's tough like and i'm sure you can attest too because you have 
there's time with the whole families together, have dinner, and then you have time spent together, then the bedtime routine process, and then after your child goes to sleep, then you have time with your spouse, then where you can you know watch shows that aren't age appropriate for your child. <laughs> um, you know, you might have other um, hobbies or things you like to do together. Not going the sexual route for once on this path. I mean, there's that. There may there might be that too, <laughs> but then you're left with you know most nights maybe not other times it's i mean that's what i feel like it comes down to it's like if i want if i do want that time to myself it's like well how much sleep do i not want to have tomorrow because i want to do something tonight and the problem is right. is usually i lose track of time and it it's like it's all gone like sunday i stayed up and i watched sunday night football and i was like oh i'm going to play a little 3ds while i'm doing it and next thing i know uh, football was over and it was midnight and i was like oh I gotta go to bed. Because <laughs> so I'm done. Now. I've I've hijacked the conversation, but let's let's. Oh no, let's that's see okay. Your, well, give me your side a little bit here. Well, yeah, I definitely have always been the. Well, there was a time when we were taking parenting and shifts, as it were, because he right. would wake and uh, like we had the freedom to do that. So I would, uh, I would usually stay up until like four or five in the morning, and then uh, go to sleep. And she would do the majority of the morning stuff. So I was already like predestined to just pretty much as soon as he goes down, it's all right, babe, I'm going downstairs. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, that's the thing is like that. That's what it is for me. Like I, I sleep. I usually tend to get at least seven hours. That's mm-hmm. usually how it breaks down for me. So for me, it's really what what it is, is how much um family time i guess or like my wife and i time mm-hmm. do i want to to carve out of the um 3 3 hours basically between right. him going down for to to sleep for the night and me going down uh to for sleep for the night so for me it's like the i guess before it's different because like when you have even if you're married before you have a kid you just can whenever you have free time you'll you may have free time during the day on the weekends and um you know you're spending time then but you can still do things whenever like you can still have time apart into your hobbies right during the day that isn't yep. really an option anymore so like i can't just be like all right babe i'm going to you know say noon rolls around i'm gonna go downstairs and play games for an hour if you want to like chill on the couch and watch a tv show like that doesn't happen now so that's why it's such a it's kind of that weird it's kind of nice in a weird way because like i know exactly when my gaming time will be so i have to make the best of it but at the same Mm -hmm. time um it's it's definitely changed the amount of time that i play games uh per week let's say um, and I guess like, it's weird because it's, it's not something I would have considered before having kids. Definitely. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I would never have like, I never would have known exactly how much my personal life would have been affected. I mean, they tell you, I've, I mean, they're always, you know, people are always like, well, I guess you're not going to get any sleep. <laughs> have fun with that. You know, uh, you won't be sleeping for another 18 years now or, you know, whatever it is. But 
nobody is ever like, oh, by the way, you're never going to have time to do anything that you, you used to like to do, <laughs> especially because like with gaming, again, it's something that I can sit down for three hours and easily right. pump time into. Right. So it's like the thing where you get, you'll get, I think, you know, small samples along the way. And then maybe every once in a while you'll get that, that extended session of, yeah. of something. It, it really just had to be more um, specific with your time. But also what you have to consider too, it's like if you have other interests too, like, cause that's why, that's why I hardly ever watch Netflix now or stuff because yep, it's like, same I, here. you just don't, it, you, you're, you have the one pool that you're pulling everything from and you can't, uh, can't pull you can't do everything at once you know so um you have to you know pick your battles do i want to play something tonight or do i want to watch an episode of this so you mm-hmm. know you kind of now some some shows command a little more higher authority but for the most part you know gaming gaming wins out but that and, yeah. and i think it's you know and and not to take anything away or give out the wrong impression i think we you know we're both very committed to our families and our, our children and our wives. And that is where our priorities lie. And then you're just fitting, you're fitting things this in where it does like for us, like, yeah. So Aiden's usually again, like Aiden's asleep by like seven fifteen. So then we have, and usually well, right now, you know, Jess, Jess stays up till usually about 10. I mean, some days if she's tired a little earlier and then, so it's me, like a lot of time I'm, exhausted and it's like because mm-hmm. weird because i'm in that same i could probably go to bed at the same time every time but if i play a game it's kind of wakes me up more yeah a lot of time. no i get that but too. otherwise you know i could i could go to sleep early every time so i'd say you know like from 10 to 11 usually is would be my my carved up maybe 11 30 if i'm pushing it but it'll be it'll be funny though because i'll like with you know the 3ds or the switch are like oh i'll just enjoy a little bit in bed before i fall asleep and i'll take it in there put it on my nightstand i lay down for a second just to feel i'm like let's just test the water see how comfortable i feel and as soon as my head hits that pillow i'm like yep i'm not playing i'm not playing anything tonight <laughs> you know? i'm never moving I'm, again i'm i'm done but so that i mean that's just that's looking at things specifically specifically from a a circle of the time of time and being able to actually enjoy the hobby but let's look at more of um you know there's more challenges to that besides just that aspect of it i think first of all i think there's there always there's of course there's going to be a, a slight stigma of if you're a if you enjoy gaming or if you're a gamer and then you're a parent because there's always going to be that association that either you're you're a kid yourself and not accepting the responsibilities of yeah of, of parenthood or that you are being um you're slacking off and being um like you're using like, it as an escape from your yeah, situation. Yeah, and you're, yeah, and, you're, and, and, and you know, in some cases that might be true, but in some ways too, you it's important to be able to do the things you do and enjoy the things, you know. Well, that's as, the thing as, is, as, as, as could, we like to, as we as we like to say it during the Battle of the Beer meeting last night, just you got to do you, Lucas. You do you, yeah. Do your thing. It's what you got to do. Um, yeah, and I think that stigma pretty much just applies from anybody looking outside of the gaming. Um, hobby looking in, you know, I I think that that exists regardless of whether or not you have kids, but I feel like it's definitely magnified Mm -hmm. once you do, because I think that some people out there would just expect you to drop all of your personal, like your personal uh, hobbies and the things that you like to do for some reason. I, I, I don't know. There are definitely people out there who, I think could just 
mind their own damn business, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't yeah. know. It, I do. I do not want you to know how much uh, video games I play, regardless of whether or not it's a short amount of time or a long amount of time yeah. as far as uh, that goes. So, like, why you're worried about me and what I do is those people just bother me anyways. But, yeah, there does seem to be that weird stigma specifically with video games and kids and having mm-hmm. them and having a family. So, yeah. um, and well, like you're talking about or talking about other challenges besides being able to actually play the games. I've definitely noticed that I've, um, obviously when I'm down here by myself, uh, I don't care what I play necessarily, but, right. um, I have been able to on occasion play like I played uh, Shadowrun 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 Hong Kong upstairs and streamed it to the laptop and uh that was fine because he wasn't really paying attention to it at all he wasn't really interested in what I was doing but I know that when the time comes that he will be paying attention or I will have even the sound like even specific um like Doom, let's say Doom. I wouldn't want to be playing Doom <laughs> and even allow him to be able to hear it at this age, right. just because it just seems so. It just seems wrong. It feels wrong. I, I mean, regardless of whether or not you know it's wrong, it, it feels wrong because uh, it's just such a violent game. So, like those content restrictions, I have noticed are one of those things that are probably on the horizon for me. Yeah, and um, you know, like with a Nintendo or something like that not as much of an issue because there's a right. lot more released from more family friendly. Yeah. When it comes to PC games, it's usually violence of some yeah. sort. So and see, um, I don't know when I'll have to, it'll probably be a while before I, I, I probably won't run into that too much myself until I actually get to the point where I'm going to, you know, when it's time to actually introduce games to him because I, I don't see him be playing too much around him until, until he's a bit older because otherwise for now you know it's it'll be like this it's my my hobby when he's napping or Mm -hmm. you know bedtime um and i don't i don't know when that'll be like that's only like i i i i don't even know i don't even have a tv that i can hook him up on but i still have you know my still have my nes i still have my genesis i still have my gamecube i still have my ps2 i saved a bunch of my old consoles because i want to be able to show him a few things that you know this is what dad had when he was your age you know that type Mm -hmm. of thing but i don't even have a tv that can properly play these so that's that's part (laughs) of the issue you know i don't have a crt i don't have a crt anymore i have a small i have a tiny like old school led that has um like the composite inputs has the it has the well it has composite it has hdmi it has vga and it has the um coax Oh wow! Action too. So it has you know all those, all those ports, and it has a because that's the only thing I could. I remember I, I one day I was like, oh, I'm going to hook up, I'm going to hook up uh, my GameCube and play some Mega Man Legacy Collection on the big screen. And I was like, nope, no, I'm not because you like push the button and Mega Man would jump like two seconds later because had that crazy like input lag. Yeah, and it's impossible to play Mega Man, you know, with something like that. It's so so crucial. So that's the only TV I can play it on and. So it'll be interesting to, you know, what to introduce them into and how to do all that. And that'll be a fun thing to do. That's, you know, way down the road. Um, well, I always, I always admire. Oh, good. I was going to say, well, technically, 
I already introduced him to <laughs> Nintendo, um, sort of as a joke, kind of, but like because he clearly what I saw came... photographic evidence of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I um, he was interested in. I was testing the water the waters to see how interested he would be if I tried using a controller or something like that, and uh, he came right over. Obviously, when he saw what I was doing, so I was I was just. Testing out some emulators and stuff um, for you know for homebrew games. I don't, I don't uh, break the law. Never. Uh, and of course, uh, of course, as you do. And uh, so he he saw me playing Mega Man, and I was like, you know what? Why not? Like, let's see what the kids got. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's the thing is, I don't. That's not his true introduction to games, as as like you were talking about, because he clearly is not going to remember that, but. Um, I, I don't have such a problem with it as long as he, like, he only was there for probably t- 20 minutes and all he could do was hit, he he really was just playing with the controller. He didn't really care what was happening on the screen yeah. at all. Um, so I don't really know when that time, the real time will be either, but I have to imagine it'll probably be no earlier than five or six depending on his mm-hmm. aptitude i guess to see right. how much he understands what's happening um and i don't even remember when i first played a video game to be honest with you i bet it was older than I, that i think i think i was around that age i think it was somewhere between six and eight I'm, yeah that's i, I think I bet, probably eight you know and that's the thing because like you know i obviously i wanted him to be able to enjoy something that i do but i'm not going to force it on it. but i think i think most kids are going to be kind of interested in video games and want to play video They're games. They're everywhere I now. I think that's just going to happen, but um, no, I don't want him to be tied to it, too. I, like, I, I remember I, I pretty much got to play as much as I want, but I remember there was a time there when my mom did have like the rule, like, you know, I only could play for, like, I only could play for so long, you know, per day, and I feel like that lasted for like a week and then it was back to normal again. Cause I think, you know, as yeah. long as I, you know, my grades were, you know, I, I, my, my schoolwork and everything was getting done. My grades were fine. So I think, I think of it as probably like a, you know, it's fine, but I want to, you know, um, probably limit, you know, his, in his, his involvement with that, especially now with, I don't know if the Nintendo switch will still be what around then when he's old mm-hmm. enough i mean it's i'm sure it still will be it's some variant of it maybe not this incarnation but maybe a you know a 2.0 a more improved version but they have you know a really great parental controls application that has um you know really good uh settings and filters and i mean you can limit mm-hmm. you can restrict by content you can restrict by you know hours played and then things like that so um Things like that, I think that we have, we're going to have more access to as parents that didn't exist when our parents yeah, had to deal with similar things. True. So there's more tools and things like that that we have. Um, but well, I think, and and we've talked about it, you know, before. Um, but, you know, we're being involved, you know, you're going to know what your kids are interested in and what they're playing. Because I feel like so many parents just, you know, we've seen it. You know, but just get their kids whatever game because they don't, don't pay know. Any attention. Yeah, yeah, and don't pay any attention to the content that's there or have any you know clue. Little about Jimmy it. wants Grand Theft Auto Five, and that uh, what was that game where you just go around shooting people? I can't even remember what it was called. Hate, Serious? I think. Oh gosh, the one probably oh, was yeah. hate. Postal hate. Oh, hatred. Hatred. Yeah, 
That was the one where the guy was just like, yeah, he was just, yeah. Um, The the Rust game. Yeah, I mean, I remember, yeah, yeah, because he did play it. Uh, I remember when the, they actually started enforcing the uh, not selling mature games to minors and stuff like that, because I still remember just going in and it never really was an issue, but then I Mm -hmm. tried to get, uh, it was a Vampire the Masquerade game, but it wasn't Bloodlines. It was the one before that. And the guy was like, hey man, I can't sell this to you. And then he sold it to me anyways, because I was, I was there with my grandparents and they had no clue. Like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. They had no clue what a video game was, so what's I wasn't our, really going to ask jigger? What, this, What's this thing in a jigger dogger? Yeah, and so I... I think the he, one time I had an issue was, like, Resident Evil 2, but I was with my mom when I bought it, so... <laughs> so we're toting the... We're like, our kids aren't going to have any... Aren't going to be able to buy that crap, and then we talk about how we did. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, is because we learned from how our we past experiences. We learned from our past experiences. Yes, exactly. We learned from those past experiences, and, like, I don't think I mean, like my dad played Nintendo with me and, and Genesis and Sega and that was those are some of my favorite memories of growing up or playing games with my dad and things like that so I want to be able to share stuff like that with my son but I mean so my with that stopped then and so it's so all future console cycles you know the parents were involved and especially once you start like when you have your own money when you can start buying your own things, you know, yeah, as a kid. That's true. I mean, that changes things too, but it's not like my mom would ever, you know, my parents never talked to me about, Oh, what's this game about? They, you know, they just, cause it was such a foreign thing. They weren't interested. So I think that's one thing that benefited us because we will have a general interest in it and we can talk to that's true. our children about what they're playing and, you know, drill down to it. Like slightly related to that. Um, I've had the same question when it comes to um, tabletop role-playing games, which has kind of taken a backseat in my life lately because just yeah. no time. I mean, that's talking about a time sink of a of a hobby. Um, same deal. I mean, how do you how do you play that game without having battle or violence of some sort? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's possible, but. Um, but at the same time, it's also, you know, math, you're rolling dice, you're counting things, you're doing um, some some basic math and stuff like that. So I think for me, it all comes down to what he's going to be like at certain ages. Like, basically, I need to see milestones from him of, of being cognizant um, of things you know, like the ability to know that this isn't reality. Like this is very obviously not a real thing that's happening. And uh, I think when I think about it, I think maybe my rule will be if, if I notice that he's having issues uh, tearing him away from the screen and having a lot of screen time, I think my rule will be forever for the amount of time that you want to play video games. You have to have, you also have to spend that same amount of time outside. (laughs) So if you want to play two hours of video games, you have to go outside for two hours as well. Old lawn boy. Yeah, exactly. Well, by that point, we won't have a tabletop game. That's a whole other side of things too, that, you know, I'll be able to play tabletop games again. Yeah. (laughs) You know, looking forward to having like, you know, family game nights and things like that. that And at least that necessitates, yeah, family. Like you could do that with your son, and you can do it to you can play that together. Whereas a video game, you kind of have that option of just going off by yourself and and playing it as well. So, 
I mean, it's it's almost overwhelming to think about, but I know that we'll just take care of it as it arises. Uh, he already has, because I, I had the Amazon tablet that I got for yeah. Christmas, that kind of ended up turning into his because... I mean, let's, I'm just going to be honest. There are times when you just need like he, we don't let him take it to the store or anything. But there are times when if I'm trying to clean or if I have to go to the bathroom or something and I'm worried about him, I'll plant his butt on the couch and he'll play on that tablet for a, a little while. Um, so at least I know that he's not getting into trouble. Like the one time I came out and he was dumping the salt all over the the couch. <laughs> that was horrible. Yes. Uh, so. So, like, I'm not going to pretend like there aren't times when I've used it as a means to, to, you know, get something done or just be able to, you know, have him stop tearing apart the house for five seconds. But at the same time, um, I know that my job as a parent will be to shape that behavior to at least. Right. I mean, it's hard as somebody who was probably addicted to, like, uh, Ultima Online when I was 12 or 13 um, and if I, so I know what to look for at least, but at the same point, I've always had probably more than, uh, I should have, uh, played games for more than I should have before having kids. So, uh, it'll be tough. I think, I hope he yeah, never finds that out because then he'll, <laughs> he'll be like, well, you used to play games for like five hours. You told me. Used to have right? land parties and play Ugh, for like two days dad. straight. Did you know, idiot. Dad? <laughs> like, and as they get older too, they're just gonna, you know, they're gonna be involved in more things, and they're gonna be awake longer and doing more things. Not to yeah. say that you'll be you'll be able to play some games together too, but you know your your time's gonna be more divided. And I think I feel like what that space that gaming occupies is probably gonna be less important because you're gonna be so more invested in in everything else. Yeah, I think there will definitely be so. a lot more to his life than just being at the house as it is yeah. right now. So. Yeah. And I, I was going to say the interesting you difference gotta be a between soccer dad. Yeah, I am. I'm going to be a soccer dad, probably a hockey dad. Um, the interesting difference between you and I, um, too, is that I'm the stay at home dad, whereas right. you're the guy who goes and works every day. Mm-hmm. So. It is kind of interesting because I'm the one who's at home all day. So I don't have the necessarily I don't have necessarily the the feeling of like I just worked all day and then I'm going to come home and then like, oh, I got to force myself to play something because if I don't, I'm not going to be able to play. I'm not going to play games ever if I don't play them when I'm tired or, you know, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I would say that I am probably a little bit hashtag blessed when it comes to <laughs> I decided I decided to uh go into a non profitable uh <laughs> line of work so that I could stay at home and and be with my kiddo so um wow. What are you doing over there? I see you looking off at another screen. I'm getting uh how many shirts did we you have... order <laughs> no no currently we have the uh america's got talent uh finals so jess is texting me updates on as they're doing oh okay yeah danette was wondering why that wasn't I'm on get... uh some get... streaming i'm getting some play-by-play oh, as goodness. they go so goodness um, no spoilers it's right i so i mean the i think the important thing is you know is adaptability and you know responsibility and you know recognizing 
you better recognize you know what you're what you're doing and yeah I, an I'm amount right. of self-awareness i guess yeah like you need I mean, to know when you've been playing your game like when you're neglecting yeah. your kid because you're playing world of warcraft and right and you know. i think you know i think i don't think i had a I didn't think it would be a concern. I think I had a self-imposed thing that I thought, you know, like Chess would think that I would be too wrapped up in my own world. But you just, it's crazy. Like they always say, like kids just change you. And it's like, you know, things that you thought were always like somewhat a priority. All of a sudden, so many things about you don't matter anymore. Yeah. You know, because like I stopped so showering. Many, you know. <laughs> well, that never was really important to you in the first place. But um, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting. And I think it's, it'll be fun to, like I, I really like how um, you know Donnie from PSVG is with his kids. He, he's very involved with them as gamers. You know, with his his son and daughter, they they stream games. His yeah. kids will stream games, and he's all with that. Or he invites them to stream with him when he does things, and you know it can be a really cool bonding thing to help. You know, like you'd say you've got a game that your kids playing through, and then they get stuck, and they're like, Dad, how do I do this? And you like give them help and show them things, and then when they find it, like you know, when, like when he'll come up to you and be like, Dad, Dad, I beat this thing all by myself, and then like that first time he did something, and he wants to share that accomplishment with you, and you're going to be like this is the best moment in my life. You know, it's just going to be, you know, those hashtag, hashtag blessed dad moments, you know, I'm going to so. be like, Psh, I already beat that game like twice. Took you this Ooh, long. Completion time. Oh, you didn't even get all the items. <laughs> Horrible. No, I will not be like that, but it is, it, it's funny yeah. to think about. Um, I think the important thing is, is like the, the thing is, you know, what we're saying is, is strictly, related to our own experience and by no means because if you're doing things differently or by you know do or feel differently we're not condoning you and not saying that what we're doing is right and what you're doing is wrong or what i think you mean condemning you (laughs) (laughs) we're not condoning anything that you do but we're also not condemning you yes so Um, i mean what works for you that's all that matters with you and your family and i think everyone that i know at least that most of the people that listen to our show are observant and and in the know of that so they you know we trust y'all we trust you all to make the right decision except kevin he's a bastard (laughs) well for anybody out there who doesn't have kids and you're you're on that precipice or you you will have kids one day like it's i cannot deny that there is a permanent change uh for me as a gamer like it i I will never go back to the way that i used to be now that i have have kids and I, yeah. it's probably for the better. Honestly, I was going to say for better or worse, but um, I mean, I used to I used to play games a lot. And so it it kind of takes a mindset where. You, I don't know, it, it it was hard to make that change until I had to make that change. I was a little resistant, you know, I was a little selfish about it when like before isaac came into this world it was a lot easier to mm-hmm. just be like oh yeah i'm gonna play as many video games as i can right now because once once he's born i know i won't have enough time but like i don't think of it that way anymore i yeah. i just i play the games the, at the amount of time that i can if i stay up until one that's on me i still you know i'm still a exactly exactly and that's that's how i approach it too it's like because there's been definitely times i stayed up way too late and i was like well you still got to get up early at five thirty and do all the things you're supposed to do because it was your decision to do that. So you have to only you have to face the consequences of that. Yeah. So you still have to do everything 
to your, you know, that you were doing and do them as well. So. Yeah. So it's, it definitely, it changes you and, but you get the cool, you get the cool, um, new title of gamer dad or gamer mom. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I heard the achievements are nice too. Yeah, it's true. It's like a, it's like a, what, a 15 point Chivo. I think so. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Get the, Not one of those, get those chiefs. Achievement <laughs> uh, hunter. Uh, yeah. So, parent gamers, it's tough. That's what we are. That's what we are now. I always wonder. Just to backtrack to what you said too, and I've changed too because I was always predominantly you know the multiplayer guy. And now that's true. I it's only it's like maybe on a Friday night is when I'll get invested. Otherwise, I got to be prepared to just. You know, drop the controller at any point. I can't, you know, I gotta have this. Which, which is great about the Switch is, you know, you put the thing to sleep and it's suspended right there and I can pick the game up regardless yeah. of a save point or anything. I'm right there. So it's always easy to just stop when I'm playing. Or like one time I remember, I think I was trying to play whatever I've been playing this week and I was like, okay, he's off to, you know, I was, I think, um, Jess was somewhere with her mom. So I had time by myself. I'm like, I did a few things around the house. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sit down, get some progress in, and literally like open up 3DS. And he wakes up, and I'm like, close the 3D. And done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, good good session. Good round. That's funny. But that does happen. That's how, how it goes, you know? But the important thing is we recognize those and react accordingly. So you got angry, and you took it out on your kid is what you're I saying. I did. I just said, I said, well, you're not getting up yet. You can just keep your butt in that crib. Don't joke about that. That really happens. It's not funny. <laughs> oh, my God. How can you say that? I, I just did lumpy space for a <laughs> I will not. I refuse to do a lumpy space princess uh. impersonation. I'm a god. Lumping. Well, good. I think I, I think we're on the right track of being, a, being fathers, being yeah. gamers, and being gaming fathers. That's all it was. Was for you guys. Like if if we were if we were just here and being like, yeah, like I, I neglect my kid and I just play as much games as I possibly can. We just wanted make to make sure that we were discussion. doing it right. That's true. It would probably be a very short discussion too, pick, because pick I think your, pick your brain at like why, what, what, how do you do that? You're a monster. Uh, I couldn't imagine. I, I honestly could not imagine. There are times when I check to make sure that everything's okay just when he's sleeping. Like I can't mm-hmm. even imagine just neglecting him in a way that would be done. Well. That sounds really weird. I'm gonna, I can't imagine him neglecting him in a way that would be detrimental to him. But I could imagine a way that of neglecting him that wouldn't really hurt him that bad. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Oh gosh. Well, so for time's sake, I think we've said our piece on this. Yeah. On this conversation. Well, if you have, if anybody has anything to add about it, let us know. Yeah, Tell us we're doing it wrong. I dare you? We know we know a lot of your parents out there, and we'd like to hear your your tr- your struggles, your trials, your tribulations with uh, with the the process and the the transition, <laughs> the shall we say? So, uh, how about an overclocked remix? Let's break up the show. Let's take a little breather. Let's recharge with some music. Lucas, okay. Are you ready? A uh, dude, I was born ready. Oh my gosh, you fixed you fixed it. I did. So excited. So excited. <gasps> Ooh, that was weird. It, it, so these wedges are uh, different colors, and so it landed like right at the very edge. So I was kind of on my seat to see which uh, which you number. You were quite excited been. with the result. I I, I do believe. Well, this one's going to be easy for you. It was number two, so I'm pretty sure you can find that quickly. <sighs> 
Final Fantasy V. Is that what you show as well? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Even though you can't read the Roman numerals? Uh, like Final Fantasy V? Like V for Final Fantasy V. Final Fantasy V, La Princesa de Tecun. That was a joy to hear you pronounce that. Thank you. Uh, this is an arrangement of one song, which is Lena's theme from Final Fantasy V, released in 1992 on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System by Square. Music is by the legendary Nobuo Umatsu. Who? Um, yes, him exactly. Uh, this is a classical slash Latin in genre. It's described as mellow and quirky. So there you go. Our remixer is Juan Madrano. And this is, again, La Princess de Tycoon from Final Fantasy V. If you like this remix, you can find it and many, many more at ocremix.org. So we're going to step back, let you enjoy the soulful sounds, and we shall return for more Flux Depose in a bit.
And that was how we do Overclocked Remix here on Flux to Post. And now, if you haven't noticed already, we're mixing everything up for you. Everything's in different orders. You don't know what's going on because now we're going to do a little what you plan. Oh, look at that. Only one played. Lucas is on point tonight. Thank you. You've got it. You've got it going on, Lucas. Now, what have you been playing, though? Well, see, the funny thing is, is a, a good friend of mine, when I when I told him that I was finished with a game and I, I, I just didn't know what to play, he had some mm-hmm. wise words and he said, Lucas, you got Shadowrun, Shadowrun Hong Kong, don't you? Why Shadow do I keep calling it Shadowrun? I keep calling it Shadowrun. Shadowrock. Down Shadowrock. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, he, he's got a good point there. So... I'd been jonesing for, for some uh, Shadowrun anyways because I, I don't have any more books to read. And I just, I don't know. I felt like now was the time. So I've been playing me some Shadowrun Hong Kong. <laughs> and uh, it's a good time. It builds off awesome. from uh, Dragon Dragonfall uh, as far as like it builds off the, the uh, systems of that game. And... Uh, I mean, the, the stories aren't related whatsoever, as far as I know. So as far as that goes, yeah. you don't really have to worry about that. But um, I, I feel like I like this one a little bit better because you end up finding um, some other Shadowrunners uh, in the actual map uh, naturally. And so you can hire these people, but you also see them in uh, like bars and stuff like that, too. And you can talk to them. So instead of just hiring out random, like randomly created uh, shadow runners. Now you have a few that aren't necessarily a part of your party per se, as far as the story okay. goes. Um, <clears throat> but they are there as like people to, to, and you see them in the actual area as opposed to how it was before, where it would just be random people that you would never see or anything like that. So um, I, I'm starting to think, I don't really like the, there's these, uh, parts where you go into the matrix and that's how you like hack uh, computers and stuff like that mm, or, or yeah. whatever and get data. Uh, you can, you can get like data that doesn't pertain to whatever mission you're doing, but you can sell it for money, which is always nice. But I find that they changed it up a little bit here. Um, now there's a little bit of a real time element to it because there is patrolling what they call ice. They're basically invasive countermeasures uh okay and they patrol in real time and they have like cone like vision cones and stuff so if you're if you're caught by them if they see you um many of them will just basically do what's called running a tracer which finds you um so that it can dump you out of the system and mm. uh and then, then it initiates a fight as well um and I don't know, there's just something about having to like sneak around like that instead of just doing all out combat that I don't I don't really want to waste my time with that. <laughs> I did yeah, I didn't right. play a decker anyways. I just usually have one with me because Yeah, um, I've never played a decker either because I feel like it's such a limited part of the game that you're investing in your skills in for such a, you know, slight return. Yeah, something that you spend like 15% of the game in. Yeah. Um yeah, that said, I, I ended up being a, a warrior, but I did go. Typically, I do human because they get like bonus character points, basically. But uh, I went with an orc this time around. 
Oh, nice. Um, you went to the big brawler. Yeah, I uh, I wasn't going to necessarily like do because uh, in the Shadowrun universe you can get, as they say, chromed up um, and get like <laughs> you know robot arms and legs and uh, different kinds of of uh, machinery put into your body. And I wasn't going to yeah. do all of that, but I kind of once you start, it's kind of hard to stop. <laughs> so because um, <laughs> that's what they say, it all starts when like. Um, a lot of throughout the as far as back as like the Genesis game and um, they've always had like smart link guns, which link up to a data jack in your in your head. And it basically gives you um, a targeting reticle on your eyeball in your head, I guess. So basically, that's like, oh, you're better at shooting or whatever. You're more accurate. And that's where it started because I wanted to be more accurate. And that's a really quick way to just spend some money and get better at at shooting things. So it all kind of started from there. And then I'm like, Oh, while I'm here, you know, I should get some, uh, uh, armor upgrades. And cause that you can get like these hard, uh, Kevlar sheets put under your skin and all sorts of stuff. Oh gosh. Yeah. Very invasive. I'm sure. What do you, cause I've, I've still only like, I played such limited of hunk of, uh, Dragonfall. What mm-hmm. do you feel are like, the biggest improvements they've made with that series over Dead Man Switch, the first Shadowrun Returns campaign. Oh man, the first one, I feel like the first one was just a little bit more um, all over the place. It didn't quite feel, to me, it didn't quite feel like Seattle. There wasn't really a sense of place. It just kind of felt like Shadowrun City there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the way that the the pacing of the story was a little tough because it's it's like all reading and so there were a lot of yeah. i mean there still are a lot of times where you're not really doing a mission you're just running around and talking to people but i feel like uh with hong kong especially the the story is definitely um a little bit tighter uh the missions even if they're not related they feel more like you are a shadow runner whereas i feel like in in the in shadow run returns i didn't necessarily feel like a shadow runner I just felt like a guy who was trying to figure out what was going on, which is okay too. I mean, that's kind of like how the books are sometimes, but yeah. Um, but overall, I would say it's just a it's a more streamlined process for combat and stuff like that. And I think character building was definitely improved after Shadowrun Returns. One of the biggest things, though, that I feel in Hong Kong specifically is there are times where. I feel like there's a lot of text. There's just like walls and walls of text that don't necessarily pertain to the mission. They did a lot of like world building and stuff, but because everything is text and nothing is ever voiced or anything, it's hard to differentiate what I'm supposed to be reading for uh, a mission necessarily, or, you know, to get some kind of insider info or whatever. Yeah. And what I'm just reading because there's just a lot of lore to, to have read through in the game. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, the characters in, in Dragonfall and in Hong Kong, they actually give you a sense of character development for some of those characters that you end up hanging out, hanging around and, and, um, running the shadows with. Whereas I think returns 
I think that's probably the one I'm thinking of where you just hire random people. Like you'll see them recur on the list of hireable people, but you never see them outside of the that list of people that you can get on your team. So um just felt like random people that you yeah. can just swap in and out for no you know, for for whatever reason. So I'm enjoying it. I think I'm about halfway through. The story is pretty interesting. Um, but it's still, you know, your your kind of neo noir type stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. So Okay. I can't I, I my my the jury is out still for me. I, I can't really rate it whether or not I recommend it quite yet. Um I haven't done a lot of missions in it. I've done a lot of reading, so uh I'll hold off on whether or not I recommend it or not. Unless you're like a diehard Shadowrun fan, then it's obvious. So uh the other thing that I've been doing, I haven't really done much of anything else. I'm still watching Brooklyn nine nine. That's it's a show that I know I can put on uh and Isaac won't watch it, but it's also appropriate enough anyway that he won't overhear something awful. There's not like yeah. no real. Sw- I mean, there's not a lot of heavy swearing in it. There's not a lot of awful graphical things on the on the screen. So I'll uh, I'll watch. I'll catch a episode or two um, pretty much every day for the most part, because it's the only thing <laughs> if, if it's not something for Isaac, then it's, you know, then I'll, I'll put that on while he's playing in his playroom or something like that. So, um, it's just a funny show. Like the delivery, um, of many of the characters is just so perfect. Um, they have their captain is like the straight man, which is ironic because he's actually gay, at least the character is, uh, but he's the straight man and he delivers everything with, with a lot of seriousness. But some of the things like they play on that so well that a lot of the things he says is to the main character, which is uh, Andy Samberg, because he's always kind of messing with him to try to get him to like be cool or, or stop with like yeah. the stony uh, stoic outer um outer layer that he shows everyone else and every once in a while he'll he'll do something like one time he told him he he, uh the main character jack peralta kept bugging him about what he was doing or what one of his interests were or something and at the end of the show he told him and jack's like getting all giddy and excited because he's like i can't believe you just told me why did you tell me that and he was like i told you because no one would ever believe you and he's and he's like, oh my god, you're right. Um, I text Michael because he's seen the show. Um, I told him, I said the show has better deliveries than a UPS truck filled with Amazon boxes. So, <laughs> um, another good example that made me laugh out loud uh, out loud was the um, the that same guy was uh, talking to. There's two like older detectives on the force that don't really do much of anything besides eat donuts and bumble around. It's like, it's not even really sure why they're there other than they do most of the paperwork for people. It seems like, but even that they don't do right. And so one of them's named mm. Scully and he says to Scully he says, Scully, the last, uh, he, he was saying I would work a Saturday. Um, cause nobody wants to come in and work on a Saturday. And he says, Scully, the last time you worked on a Saturday, you watch cartoons all day. And he says, well, that's when they're on <laughs> like his delivery. I know it sounds weird, but because you get to know that character, cause it's season two by this point, he's just so like, it's like those people at work who don't really seem to get it. And you're just like, 
why are they still why do they still have a job here like you like them but they're just so bad at their jobs and it, it's just i don't know it's perfect it's written so well um and i'm just i'm blown away by how surprised that uh, how funny it is because uh, typically i'm pretty hard on comedy and this uh turned out to be a pleasant surprise so i think okay. there's four seasons now and i'm and I, there seems to be about 20 some episodes per season and it's like a 20 minute show. So I'm working my well, my way through it pretty well here. Nice. Okay. Would I've highly never, recommend I've, it. I've yet, I've yet to watch that. Maybe someday. Danette watched it. Uh, well it was on while she was in the room and she didn't like <laughs> immediately hate it. So if that tells you anything, okay. a little bit, a little bit, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's pretty, I mean, those are the two things I did. So, I will hand it over to you, good sir. I'm still waiting right. for my movie pass. I've gotten two emails ah. from them that said that they've had so many people uh, sign up for it that d- uh, delay uh, for the cards shipping out have they've been delayed by like two or three weeks. Oh wow! So well, we took your money, so the card will be here. Yeah, thankfully just, they won't. Just, they my first they won't month get... doesn't start until I activate the card. Actually, get it. That's good yeah. then, at least. Uh, for myself, uh, I am. I have. Well, technically, I. I We'll be reviewing it eventually. Uh, Chicken Wiggle for the 3DS. I love that which name. Is <laughs> made by uh, Jules Watson, who is a uh, developer. Always been Nintendo focused. A lot on the on 3DS as well. Um, has a series of platforming games. Uh, Mutant Muds was one of the predominantly popular ones. Um, but this one's it's really cool. It's like a, your typical platformer. You're like a little chicken. And you have like a backpack with the, the worm that's on it. So the main mechanic is the worm kind of can shoot out in either vertically or horizontally and grab objects and pull you towards it. Oh, so okay. that's how you can you kind of use it to traverse the environment and do puzzle solving. So typical, like the levels are, you know, pretty get to point A to point B. I mean, get from point A to point B to rescue one of your friends that's trapped in a cage, essentially. And there's like little like collectibles you can get along the way that, you know, just for the sake of doing it. Um but it has a, a level creator as well. So fully fledged oh, level fun. editor, kind of like Mario Maker built into the game. And that was one of the big part aspects of it is swapping that out and things of that nature. Now he's been very publicly about, uh, very public about the game and, um, and its success or I would say, I guess lack thereof because it hasn't like sold very well. Um, he's had a few blog posts about that and different theories. And it, I, I think it's unfortunate because I think a large market for your, for your indies on that platform have moved to the switch. So maybe we, you know, maybe at one point we'd see a, a port of that. I know uh, mutant muds is going to be imported to the switch. Um, he also has a really good um, Castlevania or Metroidvania style game. I can't think of the, uh, forgive me. I can't think of the title at the moment, but um, really cool developer though. He's been on um, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Talk that Bobby Paul's pe- previous guest of our podcast was on. Um, th- th- excuse me, host regularly and just you know, cool guy. So hopefully, uh, see more people out and supporting the game. But uh, I will get through that and I'll have a review up on uh, playsomevideogames.com. It looks it's pretty fun, very bright and colorful. It is fun. I mean, yeah, it's very colorful and I mean, it plays really well. It's got good music. I mean, um, and, and it was, I mean, he has a, a sale. At the time that I obtained it, it was on sale for only 15 bucks. I mean, I think it's only $20 uh, full full price anyway. Is, is he and, the artist? Like, did he come up with the character? Because that character design is pretty pretty strong. It's got, like, a real, like, 90s mascot feel to it. 
Um, I don't know if Jules. I mean, I know he does like the. Um, the programming. Yeah, the, the programming things design. like that. I'm not sure how much the art he does as well. I'm not. Um, it's just a really cool too. character. So I was wondering if he if he came up with it himself or, uh, like if he hires artists per you know what I mean like yeah. hires them out per whatever project he's doing or whatever. Right, right, and so they used to be part of um, Renegade Kid was the uh, company that he was a part of. He had basically a partner, and they made a bunch of games. And then they split, and they both formed their own their own separate companies. Oh, okay. Um, with with Jules starting uh, a Tui is the um, is the game. So interesting, though. Looking back at his um his past experience, he was at Iguana and Acclaim, and he has helped develop uh, Arrow the Acrobat, Zero oh, the Kamikaze Squirrel, the Red Star, NBA Jam, Turok 2, Seeds of Evil. Um, God, Turok 2 was awesome. Let's see. Um, just since you may not be super familiar, I'll get some of his game credits. Uh, looks like design. Oh, this isn't even a very good list of this, so forget that. Forget that um so yeah fun game <laughs> ripcord pull the ripcord yeah um yeah it looks like fun i can't wait to hear yeah. your review yeah i've only completed like the second tower second world and so each stage has i think six levels per stage six stages per world so i don't can't oh. quite think of how top of my head how many worlds there are so it's gonna go i played a few of the it's going to go on sale uh, for a two-week flash sale in North America starting September 14th. Uh, six days so ago. that has already happened. That sucks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I've played a few uh, user-created levels as well. So, yep, I hope to finish that off uh, this week. And then what distracted me from that is last week on Friday, they released Metroid 2, well, the remake of Metroid 2, but it's just Metroid Samus Returns on the Nintendo 3DS, which is was fantastic. I I finished it yesterday, um, and I played a he- the heck out of that game. Like, really, what it does really well, like, I haven't, like, my experience with Metroid is actually really limited. I had the original game on the NES, which I never was, like, I never knew how to play it. You know, that game was a little bit beyond what I was capable of at the age I had an NES yeah. when I actually played it. You know, it's just... That wasn't quite ready for a game with that scope. And then I, you know, I've played Super Metroid a couple times, but I never like invested into it. I had Metroid Prime, um, and really that was that's been it. So this was like my first my first full experience with a, a 2D Metroid. I'm very familiar with the series because I mean that style of gameplay has been adapted and used much much for over like Guacamelee, for example. You know, you go around unlock levels with upgrades, backtracking to sections you could have accessed before, rinse mm-hmm. and repeat. You know, that's what Metroid's um, really always done. But this game, what it does really well is, like, it's, it it looks great. You know, it's a polygonal 2D game. Um, but what it does nice with the 3DS, it really gives you a depth of depth of field, like a depth perceptive with the backgrounds because, like, it just makes things just really gives you a nice visuals and makes those come to life a little more. It looks great because of that. And the music and sound effects are also fantastic. It really like Metroid gives you the sense of like being alone in this alien planet object, you know, exploring as you go do your thing. Um, 
I will say I was kind of a little I was a little disappointed with some of the, like the boss fights. I mean, while I did encounter some that were challenging, I it just they didn't feel like I guess I was expecting something a little more grand, especially the final boss. I thought was a little bit of a letdown. Um, but it was a really fun experience all the way. I mean, it, it took me, I think, I think 13 hours is what I logged total from start to finish. And it was just a really fun ride, uh, to play. And I hope that I, I would love to see more, um, things like this, these remakes built from the ground up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially considering the source material. Cause you look back and look at the original Samus returns and it's like, Oh gosh. Especially cause you're going on the original game boy. So your, your screen is so tiny. Like Samus, you can fit like Santa, Samus and one enemy on the screen, <laughs> you know, at one time. Ugh, so that's tough. This was because that resolution and everything, but mm-hmm. this, it was really fun. Um, I I don't know if I'll like. There's a hard mode. I don't know if I'll maybe I'll play it again at some point. Try to actually like get through it a lot quicker. Um, but it's cool. I mean, what it does really nice is you know as you get your upgrades, you you feel powerful especially when you backtrack to earlier sections of the game and you're just steamrolling through everything because you're, I mean, you're taking less damage and you've got all your weapons upgraded. You have all these rockets and bombs and it just gives you a good, good feeling of uh, destruction as you go. So it was a really cool game. I know it's pretty popular now, people playing it and it's, I'm glad I'm getting these off my plate because tomorrow is steam world dig two releases. So I'll be jumping mm-hmm. into that. Uh, I still got to finish Mario and uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle at some point. And uh, lastly, I finally jumped into Halt and Catch Fire season four. I yes. had started watching the first episode, and then I just wasn't feeling it at the time, and I stopped. And then I watched, I watched the first two episodes, and then um, I think the next two. So I think I've watched four episodes so far of season four, which is now set in the early nineties. Um, I don't want to say too much to give away, but at first, like, uh, well, at the time where they, they come in, Gordon Gordon and Joe are working together. At, they start, like, you know, their own sort of uh, uh, internet provider, so to speak, and then um, are dabbling with making their own web browser. Cameron's in Japan, still making video games. Um, and then they're set on they get uh, the browser they can't compete and they have a new um a new well because now the internet i guess is more more prevalent so they have something new that lives online that they're working and developing and then there's a competing there's competition there's like a race again going on i don't know i'm gonna miss the show when it's done it was it's i forget you know being away from it like how much i like enjoyed the characters and everything like i love that like you get a lot of um well, it wasn't so much Cameron until now, but you get a lot more of Gordon and Joe and their dynamic together, and I think that's just a real interesting thing. And plus, we get to say Scoot Scoot McNeary again, <laughs> you know, best name in Hollywood. And I just feel like I just feel like I did a horrible job explaining this and even selling the show. But I mean, we you and you, I know you enjoyed it. I've already talked in the past of enjoying yeah. this season, and um. And we, I'll be interested to see how it ends and how things wrapped up. You know, at least we know this is the last one, and then this will be done. And um, a little, little sad, but uh, it's been a fun ride. So, Halt and Catch Fire season four. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, catching up to it, but I probably will have to wait until it shows up on Netflix. So, I thought you got you don't get to AMC, or you, did you not have? I would anymore? have to do it through my phone, and that's a pain in the uh, ass. So. That's yeah. why I stopped watching um, 
Walking Dead. So I saw that was added to Netflix. I'm sure I'll probably catch up at some yeah. point. How- you just like sideload the apps onto the the t- your Fire tablet, and dude. That, that Fire one. tablet, or oh, the Fire tablet. Yeah, I was gonna say the Fire Stick works bad enough without having like any extra stuff added onto it. That thing is so <laughs> annoying. If you're not running just put, Amazon, just put Cody on it. Cody, can you fix it, please? <laughs> He's no, just the, like the other, the other type of Cody. It's a, uh, it's a uh, application. Well, I think Cody is actually just the media platform, oh. but um, you can basically install that and you can get access to streaming everything. Oh, I thought you might. I thought you wanted my dog to no, hack the mainframe. Not your dog. They had it in my barbershop. It was pretty cool because we could just watch any show of anything. Never mind, Cody. That would be cool, actually. Yeah, but I'm not. There you have it. I'm not cool like that. I guess. Sorry. Uh, That's okay. We hang out together anyway. And uh, (laughs) well, that's gonna do it for what you're playing. Why don't we uh, jump into some grab bag goodness with the community, and we'll get this show. uh, We'll get this show wrapped up. Do you got? What do you have for me tonight? Do you have? Do we have Magic Flea? Do we have Smooth Yaz? What, what do you got? Um, let's just do a little I need, lobby time. I need something. Ah, uh, yes. So, uh, you know, as always, you know, if you have a question for the podcast or something you want to, something you need to get off your chest at us about how bad we are, maybe this would be the proper time to send it our way. Just hit us up on social media. Bad and, like uh, cool, I think you mean. <laughs> Yeah. First of all, so thanks to everyone who did vote in our poll for uh, for Netflixation. We were kind of talking about it. Maybe going forward, we'll continue to do this. Lucas and I will each offer a, a movie, and then we'll put it up to a Twitter poll, and we'll let you guys decide which one uh, which one we'll watch. So I think that'd be a fun a fun thing to do moving forward monthly mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, Lucas, do you have any 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 individuals you'd like to recognize for their awesomeness of being supporters of our podcast, or maybe, or anything else going on? Well, I mean, she'll never know that I I shouted her out, but uh, shout out to my wife because we got a lot of shit my going wife. on in the next few weekends, and with Battle of the Beer filming and doing Battle of the Beer. Uh, quote unquote, uh, going out to the bar and just getting drunk and yeah. pretending like it's a, <laughs> uh, pretending it's, it's, a, it's meeting. a meeting so we can expense it. Yeah, exactly. And I will definitely be expensing it because somebody made me stay and eat the food there because they were like, oh, I think I might get some food if we're going to stay here longer. And then I was like, oh, I gotta get a, I gotta get a sandwich. Dude, that, that sandwich looks so good. It was fucking so amazing. Good. Pulled pork with bacon on it. Oh. Who knew? Who knew? But, uh, I mean, no. I probably will, I probably could, but other than that, I, I can't think of anybody. Nobody, <laughs> nobody I, I give none, no credit to anybody except myself. Is what I'm saying. Right. Well, I think we had to give Kevin, Kevin some credit because he's he's buying 52 shirts from the Flux shop. I mean, we have it on Twitter. That's true. That he said he would. That's so. true. Thank you, thank you for that, Kevin. And also thanks to anyone else that just enjoys the show and shares the show and gives us likes and retweets to the silly things that we talk about on there. Uh, that's what, oh, that's what we like. I guess know. I should publicly apologize for robot voice, though, too. Like, <laughs> specifically, like, we've already talked about what went wrong, but specifically, yeah, that, like you said, anybody who listened to that, um, 
I I applaud you. You need like a gold star or something. Yeah, if anyone got through the entire episode, yeah, you. Get, I had to get, edit that, and I heard like I don't have to listen to the whole thing, and I got tired of hearing it just from editing. So right, they get Premier Club status on that. You do. Um, and you yeah, do. And lastly, we have to we have to leave you with some cryptic information that we want you to stay tuned to flex to pose because coming soon we have some we have an exciting announcement in the pipeline that there might be news on october 2nd that is very vital to your you'll remember where you were when you hear the news that's right exactly i mean it's very your mere existence your future livelihood might depend on you engaging in this news and being aware of this news so the the announcement will be titled this one piece of news changes everything and then you have you'll never believe what happens next (laughs) 10 records a podcast and says news is coming you won't believe what happens 10 foods you shouldn't be eating completely terrible for you and then it has a picture of a nana trainers hate him oh god yes yes that's always that's always my favorite. He only works out for three minutes a day. Trainers hate him. <laughs> hate us because so they hate us. That's right. Hey, they hate us because they hate us. So with that word of wisdom, I say this podcast is done. <laughs> we'll now drink your milkshakes at the regularly scheduled hour. So again, as always, thank you so much for listening to Flexpose, and we will see you again next week. Remember, Netflixation. Watch it. Death it out. Do it. Yes, we do. <laughs>